Good morning. Good to see you all here this morning. Uh, if I start falling asleep, throw something at me. Uh, this, this tin roof and the rain uh, is sleepy time. Uh, it makes you, rocks you to sleep. But I am so glad that y'all all are here this morning. I'm glad for all those who are online watching this this morning. Just glad to have you here as we worship the Lord today. So I greet you with the peace from God and the Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So announcements don't have a lot this week. Uh, we're going to continue to meet at 10 o'clock. And uh, if you would like to have flowers, please, 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 please add some beautiful floral arrangements uh, to this up here. Because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not as pretty as a flower arrangement is. Um, so, you know, it gives you something else to stare at. A little better looking. Uh, are there any other announcements this morning? All right, seeing none, let us begin our worship with prayer. So let us pray. Bless your servants, O God, and favor us with your steadfast love. May your love flow through us like springs of living water, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days of our lives. Amen. Our song of preparation this morning is Pass It On. Amen. We want to pass it on. So if at any point you can't hear me, which I'm hoping I'm loud enough because I can get a lot back this way, just pull on your ear. And you know, if I really don't see you, like, give me a big old wave and 
we'll make sure that you can hear uh, this morning. So now we're going to take uh, some time to lift up our joys and our concerns um, that we have. I've sent out a list last week. Uh, and again, if you would like one of those, if you don't get it electronically, um, I do have a few printed off uh, so that you can have those if you would like them. Um, we did add one this week, uh, Kathy M. Thompson. Uh, if anybody follows her on Facebook, uh, you saw a post um, where she's dealing with some heart issues um, and another melanoma that she's got to take care of. Um, so, you know, she's battled cancer before, so we, we need to lift her up in prayer um, as she still is grieving from her sister's loss, too. So, uh, others this morning. Sid Saferit. Okay. Any others? All right, seeing no others this morning. Uh, our prayers of the people this morning comes from Reverend Richard J. Fairchild. Um, and this is uh, from a site called Ker Shalom. So let us pray this morning. You, O oh God, love us from the moment of our conception. You know us and you love us in the womb. You love us and you call us from before the moment of our first breath. And you love us when we first see the light of day. As a mother and father loves his, her or his child before they are even see it, and then embraces it gently from the moment of its birth, so you love us, and we thank you. So help us, dear God, to love one another in this way. Lord, hear our prayer. You love us, O oh God, from the time of our naming. You love us in our growing and hold us as we take our first steps. You love us and walk beside us as we explore the world with eager hands and eyes. And as a mother or father loves their child as they see it grow and develop, so you love us. And we thank you. So help us, dear God, to love one another in this way. You love us, O oh God, as we mature and seek our way. You love us as we become aware of, our, of the world around us. You love us as we smile and play. You even love us when we say no and when we begin to stray. And as a mother or father loves their child, as they see it become proud and tall, so you love us, even when we sin and fall. Lord, help us to love one another in this way. We thank you, God, for loving us when we are unloving, for caring for us when we are uncaring and for calling us when we go far away. Help us, dear Lord, to love one another in this way. 
Lord, hear our prayers of love this day for those around us, for those we have held before you in our time of sharing, and those we have thought of in our moments of caring. Lord, you know the names on our hearts. You know the names on our list. Lord, hear our prayers for them. We ask all these things in the name of Jesus the Christ, who is our Lord and our brother. Amen. We are always grateful for the offerings and tithes and gifts that are given, especially in this time of uncertainty and still not knowing what the future holds. So we continue to uh, just say thank you for those. So this morning, let me offer this prayer for our gifts, our tithes, and our offerings. Let us pray. We have heard what we must do. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And you, chat, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So may these offerings we bring this day be a sign of our commitment to be known by our love. Bless these offerings and our loving in your holy name we pray. Amen. Well, we have a great little theme going on today. If you haven't figured it out yet, it's love. And the scripture today is the greatest commandment in the gospel of Matthew. And we're in chapter 22, verses 34 through 46. So hear this, the gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had left the Sadducees speechless, they met together. One of them, a legal expert, tested him. Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You must love your neighbor as you love yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. Now, as the Pharisees were gathering, Jesus asked them, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? David's son, they replied. And he said, Then how is it that David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, called him Lord when he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right side until I turn your enemies into your footstool. If David calls him Lord, how can he be David's son? Nobody was able to answer him. And from that day forward, nobody dared to ask him anything. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, as we have come on this rainy day, we praise you for what new life comes with the rain. 
And as we listen to it on the roof this morning, let us hear your voice. And may the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, what an appropriate text for the time we are living in. Jesus is giving the greatest commandments in answer to a legal expert. And first, we must love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our being, with all our mind. And second, we must love our neighbors as we love ourselves. So like I said, the theme of today is love. Now this love is one that is unexplainable. This love is not a noun, it's a verb. This love is a feeling that is felt in our soul, deep in our hearts. This love is unconditional. This love is given with nothing expected in return. And I could go on saying this love is, but it will never truly explain the love of God. So let's take a look at this interaction that Jesus has with these groups of people once again. He's already answered many questions with questions, and again they come back to ask another one. To test Jesus once again. But this time they're going to test him about the law. The law of Moses. The law that was given by God to the Israelites. Now this is not something that is a new thing. Just because Jesus is now preaching and teaching. This question is one that the experts... The people in the church continually to ask and debate among one another. And even though God gave Moses the Ten Commandments and the other laws that God expected the Israelites to live by, those who are following those still debate the laws and the commandments. But what really is the debate about? If God gave them the laws and commandments, why are they debating them? Well, it comes from the interpretation of the laws. How does one interpret the laws and the commandments that God has given? The debate comes in the differing, differing interpretations and how those interpretations fit into the overall text and their lives. But it is also how one learns the laws and commandments. Because to debate the laws and the commandments, you have to learn the laws and commandments. You have to interpret them. You have to be able to recite them and know what they are. So we learn how to live by the laws and commandments by talking and debating the laws and the commandments. Now, Jesus knew the laws of Moses and the commandments that God had given. 
Jesus knew what the prophets of old had said. He grew up in the synagogue as a boy. He heard the sacred text read and interpreted. So Jesus learned the same way that we did, by hearing them. And Jesus being fully human, Jesus would go through the typical things a typical boy would have to go through. And we don't know exactly Jesus' childhood because we get very little of it. We know that he does realize at some point that his father is God because he sits in the synagogue teaching as his parents are making their way back home. But we know very little else. What we do know is that he grew up in a Jewish household, that he grew up going on pilgrimages to the Holy Land. So we know that he grew up in the midst of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the legal experts. He had heard their interpretations. He had heard them read the scriptures. And see, here now as an adult, Jesus is back in the synagogues, in these places, teaching these experts and teaching the people. And they want to know by whose authority does he have to do this. So he answers those questions, but they still don't believe him. So this legal expert, one who knows the law backwards and forward, comes and asks him, what is the greatest commandment? Something they have debated and talked about for years. And Jesus basically tells them, the entire law and prophets depend on love. Love of God and love of God. Of neighbor. Now, Jesus just doesn't pull this out of thin air. The scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees that were all gathered there would know where these two sayings come from. The first part comes from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 5, where it says, Israel, listen, our God is the Lord, only the Lord. Love, your, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your being, and all your strength. And then the second comes from Leviticus 19.18. You must not take revenge nor hold a grudge against any of your people. Instead, you must love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And this Leviticus passage culminates a list of pro, uh, pro, prohibitions in, to keep Israel from exploiting the weak and the poor. Leviticus says things like leaving food for the hungry in the field for gleaning. Don't steal, lie, or profane God. Don't oppress your neighbor, exploit employees, or discriminate against the disabled. Do no injustice or show partiality in judgment, slander, or witness against your neighbor. Love your God is an Old Testament saying and idea. 
and loving your neighbor is the same. But here, the legal expert needed to be reminded of that. Pulpit fiction says Jesus' central ideological and theological point, there is no love of God except through love of neighbor. So this got me to thinking. If all the laws and the prophets hinge on these two things, these two ideas, these two ways of living, how does it boil down to love? Well, if you take the Ten Commandments, the first four commandments are talking about loving and honoring God. And then the last five through ten are talking about loving and honoring your neighbor. Jesus' message is really not much different from the other rabbis in this time period. There's a rabbi named Hillel who died six, year, six years before Jesus was born. And he said, when he was challenged by a Gentile to repeat the entire Torah on one foot, what is hateful to you, do not do to your fellow. This is the whole Torah. The rest is the explanation. So go and learn. This rabbi basically said, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And the whole Torah backs that up and tells you how to do that. So Lance Pape says this, It's all too easy to remake Jesus in our image, picking and choosing from the biblical testimony in order to depict him as a friendly, harmless, mainline person with boundary issues. But... If we take Matthew's testimony seriously, we confront the possibility that our Lord discovered that sometimes in this life, there are things worth getting worked up about, things worth arguing about, things that call for those who are able to be both loving and formidable in the cause of righteousness. This is not the cuddly, sweet, sterilized Jesus. This is a Jesus who loves radically. Love is not a thing that allows all things. Love confronts injustice and rejoices in the truth. So... Is love what pushes us to prophetically demand justice and gives us the courage to counter dangerous theology? Or is love the shield and blanket we use to hide from the difficult issues and avoid conflict? Jesus doesn't present any new teaching. He is not giving them anything that they did not already know. 
I mean, he's quoting the Torah, he's quoting the Old Testament, he's quoting the laws and the prophets. So much so that the scribe's response is the other part of this scripture. Faith in God is equated with love of God. Love of God is equated with loving neighbor. In order to show your faith in God, it is necessary to love your neighbor. We live in a scary time right now. We're living in the middle of a pandemic. We're living in a time of racial and civil unrest. We're living in a time that neighbor is pitted against neighbor because of a political view that they have or hold. We're living in a time that seems like there is no end and it's only going to get worse. So do we hide in love? Or do we stand up in love and fight injustice and oppression and evil? Do we love our neighbors? Do we make sure that they are taken care of the same way that we are? Do we make sure that they have the things they need? Jesus said it best. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, and with all your mind. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. The key is love. So how do we show that in a time such as this? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. As I searched through songs for our hymn of invitation today, I ended up at a song called At the Cross, Love Ran Red by Chris Tomlin. So let us listen to the words as we reflect on what God has spoken to us this morning. So here's At the Cross. At the cross, Jesus showed how much he loves us. So receive this benediction, and as we depart, we'll listen to God be with you. God's love sends us forth. God's love sets us free. God's love makes us who we are. God's love brings us hope. God's love blesses our lives. And God's love brings healing to our world. So may the forces of evil become confused on the way to your house. Amen.